From the sideline, it's back. And we are happy to uh, just kind of talk and discuss. We're a week off, and we apologize about that going on here. So, But we're happy to get the show back rolling again. Um, I'm going to start it off. I'm your host, 20, a.k.a. Uh, Twitter handle is branding underscore elite at uh, Twitter. And then the same thing for Instagram. We'll pass it to the next host because I'm only one-third next host, Lajee. Introduce yourself. What's up, people? It's been a while, and I do apologize, but I'm back. It's the at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E, Lajine. So I'm going to do what I can to get y'all caught up with what I've been thinking about as far as sports is concerned. But before we even get to that, I want y'all to holler at my boy Bobo. You know who it is. It's your boy Bobo. You know, I go by Charlie as well, but like I said, the family know me as Bobo. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Charlie8606. And like I always say, I'm glad we back. But like I always say, man, let's do this. Let's get right to it, man. Let's do it. Lajean, Lajean, catch your addictions, the sports, and the that you done missed here with us. So, you know, go ahead and fill them in, bro. Man, talk about missed. I missed pretty much it. Everything during the wild card game. Oh, my goodness. Wild card weekend hurt me bad. But there was a lot of games going on. And I got to redeem myself in a college game, which I'll get to later. So, with that being said, I was real surprised that Houston didn't come out better against Indianapolis. I expected a lot more from them. They didn't do what I expected them to do. Um, The running game was absent. The accuracy that I'm used to with Watson was absent. And they completely shut out a receiver who I feel is one of the best receivers in the league who is unguardable in Hopkins. They completely shut him out. Kiki Kuti got some late stuff. Again, refs made a difference in that game. So um, it was a tough loss, but I, I believe they'll learn from it. And next year, Houston will be a lot better for it. Um, didn't know that J.J. Watt was playing through injury the whole season. And after getting the scope, he's probably going to be a lot better next year, too. So that helps them out. <clears throat> um Let me jump over to the fact that Seattle and Dallas, that game, I simply say this, Dallas did what they were supposed to do, and that was protect home field. But I didn't see them going any further. I really didn't see them getting past Seattle. I expected Russell Wilson to get a lot more done. I expected their running game to do a lot more. But Dallas was able to shut their running game down. They was able to put them in a position where, you know, they controlled the clock, they controlled the game. So Dallas ended up winning that one. Then on the flip side, I said the boy would do good. I said the rookie would be pretty solid. Uh, The thing that hurt the Ravens in this game was literally the fumbles because Lamar Jackson ended up passing pretty good. He threw for the two touchdowns that I said he might throw and that could win them the game. However, they ended up giving the ball back to Phillip Rivers one more time, and that's something you just can't do. So at the end of the day, the Chargers did what they were supposed to do. They went in. They they beat a pretty good team. And like I was saying, the Chargers were one of the only teams that I could see knocking down the Kansas City Chiefs, which we'll get to later. Then there was the Bears. The Bears versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a heartbreaker. That was the most – disappointing game of this season followed by the loss to the Patriots by 
You know what I'm saying? I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to the Casey game in a second. But the Bears, they played a good game. Trubisky did everything that he was supposed to do to put them in a winning position. The defense did everything they were supposed to do to put them in a winning position. However, special teams let them down once again. We've seen Cody Parkey miss seven field goals, and there's something about those uprights. Because I'll tell you something. If y'all was listening to the pregame, they said Cody Parkey was hitting the uprights even during the pregame. A lot of people don't bring that up because a lot of people don't remember what they was talking about. Cody Parkey is out here early. He's kicking a few field goals. He hit a couple. Oh, he hit the upright about twice. Isn't that what they said before the game? Don't you remember it, Swan? I do. So when you sit up and see that one, I'm going to be honest with you, he kicked the first one a bit to the left. The second one he completely pulled. So there's the game. There you have it. It got tipped. However you want to put it. This should have been a Bears win, not a loss. Then you turn around and watch Dallas get what they were supposed to get. <laughs> Let's just be honest. They went against a superior team in the story. Um, now, more interesting is the Philadelphia Eagles-New Orleans Saints game. Philadelphia could have won that game. They got away from what they were doing that got them two touchdowns in the first half when their offense actually moved the ball. And they were able to get downfield, but then they would get stagnant right after they got over the 50-yard line. And you can say that's a testament to the New Orleans Saints defense because they was a completely different defense in the second half. But Philadelphia still had an opportunity to win that game, and they turned around and lost it. So – give a great testament to the New Orleans fans and how Drew Brees played that game. And then on the flip side, you had the Chargers and the Patriots. There was one storyline to this entire game, and that was, can the Chargers get over the hump that is the Patriots? Just that simple. No, they couldn't. Um, They run game was completely shut down. And I was surprised by that because New England is not one of the best run stuffing teams, but they put it on them that day. Uh, Then you flip it over and Casey Indianapolis. I know a lot of people was going to say Casey was going to win. And a lot of people was going to say Indianapolis was going to win. I know one of our hosts said Indianapolis would win that game because the comeback player of the year is something so on and so forth. But like I said, at halftime, when I reached out to you, Twan, game over. They don't (laughs) have the necessary defense (laughs) to stop KC's offense. And KC proved that from the opening whistle. They completely dominated that game as I expected they would. Now, college ball. I called it at halftime. I'll say it again. Clemson's front seven is the most dominant front seven in college football. How do they plan on replacing that talent? I do not know. They was in that boy face all night. And the surprise X factor, which I said would be the case, I said the run game is going to be solid. But this quarterback is going to surprise everybody during this game. He absolutely balled out, and they could not do anything with him. I remember about halftime, Twan, if you recall, I reached out to you, and I said, Twan, this game is over. <laughs> you was like, well, they've." I said, they've never been down this early 
doubled up like this by this many points. This game is over. Their heart was taken. Their minds was taken. They was blown, and they ended up in a blowout. If this kid could go to the NFL right now, every NFL team would want him. But he got some time. He's going to grow and get better, which means Clemson is going to grow and get better. (laughs) So people better watch out for that team. Now you get down to the championship games, the AFC versus the NFC. And the only reason that it's New England versus L.A. is because of two very bad referee calls in both games. If you really want to be honest about this. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I told everybody, if Tom Brady has the ball left with enough time, he can beat you, period. And he showed that in this game. He did what he was supposed to do. Tom Brady was Tom Brady when Tom Brady needed to be Tom Brady. And like I told everybody, he was probably trash at the end of the season. But the playoffs, Tom Brady is a different Tom Brady. And he's shown that through every game. He's completely dominated every game in the playoffs. Let's be honest, on his side of the ball. However, KC's defense was their biggest weakness that night. But they should have won the game because on a play where they called roughing the passer, the quarterback was never touched. It was an anticipated um, hit that the ref saw, and they called it. Now, my thing to that, anything in the fourth quarter or the second quarter with two minutes remaining needs to be reviewed because these refs are calling bad calls and they're making big differences in games. Prime example, Los Angeles versus New Orleans, clear pass interference. I do not see how you missed this call yet. The reason the Super Bowl is what it is right now is because New Orleans got a call against them that shouldn't have been. KC got a call against them that shouldn't have been. However, if you look at the end result, it's still the same. The age-old veteran versus the young buck. Agreed, agreed. So that's my take on what's been going on in the NFL. Of course, there was some coaching changes. Eh, we'll get to that when you're ready to get to it. But uh, let's do that next week, honestly, about these coaching changes because there are still a few seats that's about to be filled. So I say we wait on that. But anyway, that's just what I've been, you know, as far as my predictions have been and what I've said would happen. And it pretty much went the way it was supposed to go outside of two referee calls that changed the entire Super Bowl, that changed history. Definitely that. Well, yeah, can't disagree with you on none of that. Charlie, you got uh, thoughts on uh, what's coming up here for the Super Bowl here? I mean, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I mean, you got so many storylines. You got old school against new school, meaning Bill Belichick versus Sean McVay. Um, Man, you got old school again. You got Tom Brady going up against Jerry Goff. You know, you got you got Dominic Sue, you got Aaron Donald, you know, you got you got you got so many storylines to the point where that it's just it's dramatic to the point where like you wanna see it just so that you wanna see the Patriots lose. That's just me personally. Um do, did I see either team going to the Super Bowl? Not exactly. I mean, I didn't I didn't think the Patriots would go. But they're there just off how they played in the season. Um, as far as the Rams go, I mean, when you spend all that money to acquire a Talib and a Peters and, a, you know, you trade for a Cooks and, 
you know, you trade for, you know, a linebacker that came from um, from Denver and things of that sort. When you spend all that money, excuse me, you know, and Dominic Sue as well, and then you spend all that money on Donald as well, you this is what you get. You get an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl when you got those player, all these players together, you know, on one team, on one unit, and then you got a a coach in Sean McVay that's young, you know, that's dynamic, you know. Smart. That true smart. And that is, you know, with, you know, that is, that is with the team and it's all about the team. And they're, they're in this position, you know, to actually win the Super Bowl. And then you got on the other side, you got the Patriots, which I didn't, like I said, I didn't think they was going to go, but they're there, you know, so we, it, you got to give credit when credit do. It is what it is. Um, as well, as like I said, just so many storylines you could go with it as well. Uh, I'm not going to give my like prediction wise because I'm going to wait to do that to next, you know, to next week when I give like a full prediction prediction. But again, you know, I feel like that it's going to it's a revenge for the Rams, meaning for that organization as far as they they should have won it the last time they met up with the Patriots 17 years ago. You know, yeah, that just yeah. that just you know that's just my take on that. They should have won. You know, when you got the greatest show on turf, yep. as well with those receivers and, uh, man, it just <laughs> man with the running game, it just man. And then you know you had a defense that that was solid. You know that was solid as well. And then you got this young quarterback, Tom Brady. I think it was his second year. You know, and they come in there, and you know you got a kicker. Adam was it Adam Vinatieri. Yep. Man, it just it was just crazy. Yep. So I feel like it's it, like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna give too much of a prediction on it because I'll wait till next week to give a more prediction. But Don't give me away. No, no, I'm good. I'm good because I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what I got to say more next week when I give my my full breakdown prediction of the Super Bowl. But like I said, I just want to touch on those storylines. This was good storylines. I mean, man, uh, you you. You man, what more can you ask for? I mean, you just—it's just just so dramatic because you would never thought these two teams would be there, you know, as well. But they're there. This is what we got to see, and I'm pretty sure 95 percent of the country is pretty much room for the Patriots to lose, and I'm one of them. I'm not a Patriots fan at all, so you know, as well. So if I got to see another Tom Brady, you know, Super Bowl win, I might. I don't know, might pull whatever gray hair I, hair I got left on my head, and I ain't got that much hair on my head to begin with. So, you know, so. But I'm going to pass to you, Twani, man. I mean, what, I mean, what's your thoughts, your takes on it, man? You know, All right. uh, appreciate it. I, I agree with you. I'm going to hold off on my predictions till I see, like, health reports and things of that nature. You know, that's always, uh, you know, first and foremost what I like to build my take on. Um, I'm also agree with Lajean that I feel like both of these teams actually got bad calls, the exact same bad calls he had. But I will list that the Patriots, if uh, D Ford wouldn't have been lined up off sides because they had an interception and game was over. <laughs> God damn it. Excuse yeah. my language, y'all, but that pissed me off because I'm like the rest of the 95% of the country. I want to see the Patriots lose, and I did not want to see them there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they remind me of San Francisco when they was winning all eight championships in a row and championships in a row, and I'm sick of seeing them there in the discussion. So I'm going to hold off on predictions and things of that nature. Saints did, did get robbed. I see 
like three angles, man. This is unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't want to be that dude that says that the refs were paid off. But when you have two sideline judges, one from the front and one that pass interference that the Rams on the back head did, man, it makes you really think. That's just like how the hell did both of y'all see it, one from the back end and one from the front end, see it, and y'all both waving off y'all hands that it was an incomplete catch. I have no idea, you know. Obviously, I'm I'm cool with the Rams being there. You know, I'm not a you know huge Ram fan. I'm just a fan of some of their players. Man, they got robbed on that one. That was that was big time bogus. It was big time bogus. So, ain't even gonna front you on that one. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's my predictions. I do hope the Rams win. I want y'all to score because obviously, you know, he wasn't healthy in the NFC Championship game. He wasn't. Healthy last week, so hopefully he's healthy because that man these Patriots. At the end of the season, you know, I, I, they they play possum. Let's just put it like that. You know, plus they still cheat. I don't care what y'all think, Boston fans. They still cheat or whatever. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say this, man. I, I get the whole thing about the calls and missed calls and things of that sort of nature. But at the end of the day, though, man, it was missed calls on both sides when you look at it as well. Um, the Saints, they had the opportunity. It's not like a situation that it was with Kansas City and, and New England where, I mean, Patrick Mahomes did not even see the field. I felt bad for that kid, man. You know what I'm saying? He did all he did, he did all that he could, excuse me, to you know what I'm saying, get his team in that position, you know what I'm saying, to play for play for a Super Bowl, and then the defense could do couldn't do nothing. That was just sad, man. That was just that was just pitiful. But then, you know, you go back to the Saints and the Rams game. Again, you know, that you're right. That penalty, that penalty. I'm not the penalty, excuse me. It should have been called, excuse me, with the pass interference, even a helmet to helmet, but also with the face mask on Jared Goff. But Drew Brees had an opportunity to win them that game in overtime. He threw an interception. You know, he he cost, he, you know what I'm saying? He I'm not going to say he the reason why they lost, but the Saints lost. They had the ball first, and then the Rams got it back off that turnover. And then, the you know what I'm saying, was it Zoomer, Zoomark, whatever his name is? Excuse me if I, if, I, if I pronounced it wrong. Kicked that he kicked the forty-eight to head send into overtime. Then he kicked the fifty-seven yarder to win the to win it. You know what I'm saying? So mm. you know it's not like you know the Saints didn't have their opportunity in overtime because they got the ball first. You know what I'm saying to actually win the game. You know so I, I mean it's just you know I mean it just it just it's kind of a horse apiece. I mean, but you got to get credit to you got to get credit to the Rams, man. You know what I'm saying? Even though that 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 should have been called, but you know, I mean, they should have called. It's a lot of calls that got missed, but that one, that one should have been called. I, I'll give, I'll give the Saints fans that. You know, but when you got Drew Brees at the helm, you know, you got to, you have to put your team in a position to win and not throw an interception. That's just my take. And Charles, Charles, I completely agree with you. Both of these teams should have put these teams away early. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But their defenses failed to live up to expectation, and these offenses managed to get themselves back in the game. So those positions that they were in to be a penalty away or a ref call away 
is on them. Same thing, same thing happened with the Bears. You know what I'm saying? They were a freeze the kicker play away. It shouldn't have been that as well as that defense played. So when you look at it like this, and here's the storylines that I see, is this going to be old school football and Bill Belichick versus new innovative offense McVay? And the reason I say that is because the way the Patriots have won these playoff games is unlike any other Patriots team before them. Why do I say that? Because they got a running back that's averaging 100 yards a game and touchdowns. This boy, Sonny Michelle, is balling. Okay. And will it be? Are they going to ride that horse and win? Or will Tom Brady be needed? Because Tom Brady has been Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has been Tom Brady simply because Sonny Michelle has been Sonny Michelle. You haven't had Gronk, really. You really haven't had Gronk. Julian Edelman is doing his thing. But when you think about it, the most of their game plan has been around Sonny Michelle, and and he has delivered. <clears throat> On the flip side, like you said, I really do hope that Todd Gurley is healthy. Although C.J. Anderson has played well, that's still a completely different offense when you have a healthy Todd Gurley. So when I look at these two teams, you got the young, innovative offense versus the way Bill Belichick playing right now, which is straight-up smash-mouth football. And you haven't seen that from a Bill Belichick team and I don't know how long. So old-school football versus new and innovative. That's what it's really about to come down to. And as much as I hate to say it, the other storyline that I look at is, is this a passing of the torch? The old man Tom Brady retires after this season if he loses? passing the torch to Jared Goff for the young kid that's coming up because nobody trusts Carson Wentz right now because Wentz can't stay healthy. So who do you pass the torch to? The young, hot, up-and-coming young kid that's been healthy, that's been balling and doing what he's supposed to do? Or is this the retirement ceremony that becomes the last win in the retirement of Tom Brady? This can go either way. All right. And all of my I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to kind of disagree with both of y'all. So starting with Charlie real quick, I feel what you're saying um, on, you know, that team had an opportunity game, but these were uh, actually game-changing moments that robbed both teams of an opportunity to be in the Super Bowl. One, the pass interference robbed where they were supposed to be regardless. You expect an actual slug match when it comes to the NFC and the AFC championship. You don't expect blowouts. You don't expect put-away games. You expect the team to actually come in and be able to battle because these are the top two teams in their respective conference. And that's what we've seen on both ends. You know, it may not look but at the end, end of the game, they were slugging it out, you know. So that's what you expected to see. So I think that the Saints were actually robbed of their same way Kansas City, as bad as their defense been all season, they still made enough plays to get them in position yeah, to win did. that game. So both of them were technically robbed of their opportunity to be in the in the Super Bowl. So this actually could have been the other way around with a different young buck versus a different veteran. Now, uh, Lajean, yeah. I'm going to disagree with you as well, too. You said old school versus new school. I'm going to put a spin on it and disagree with you and say – Ref swallowing his whistle or ref actually calling the actual plays 
is supposed to be called on the field here. Because, man, that, again, kind of going back to what Charlie was saying, that dictated the whole game, man. It's just like, I don't know who paid off or not, but it just looked bad right now, and it and it don't look fun. You know how everybody used to say how they playoffs was fixed? For the first time in my life, it looked like the NFL playoffs was fixed. As much as I've seen playoffs in my 42 years, this one, both of these in the AFC and NFC championship game, they looked at fixed. It was ridiculous, man. So, But that's my take. That's my small take. I mean, I mean, it made it look fixed. But, again, at the end of the day, I, I see what you're saying, but at the end of the day, though, they had both te- – going back to that – going back to that in the, the NFC championship – because I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I, I hear what you, I hear exactly what you're saying. But again, I'm just gonna go back on it. Is that again, both teams had to put, had a chance to win the game. And I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this too, as well. The 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 Rams defense played how they how they how they should how they was playing early in the season against the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Meaning that they they stopped the run. They 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 stopped the run, and only that they they had to live back as well, which was huge. So they was healthy on their defensive side of the ball, as well. You know when they when when the Rams were turning the ball over early and everything, that defense they only gave up. I think in the first half they gave up what thirteen points, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. again, man, is that again is that at the end of the day, both teams had an opportunity to win. You know, put they put their teams in a position to win the game. And the Rams won. Now, do I think it's do I think it's like kind of fixed in some ways? You saying, Twenty? I mean, mm-hmm. the possibility. I mean, man. I mean, when you when you got missed calls blown left to right, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's 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 got to be something. It's got to be something said. But I'm gonna say this too: is that if you really want to, if you really want to keep it 100 and keep it technical, when the when the Saints got down there. And Drew Brees threw that pass, and it was an incomplete. Instead of just running the football, and the Rams only had two timeouts, and that was an incomplete. That was crucial right there too. You know what I'm saying? All you gotta do is run the ball and make them and make them use their timeouts to an extent. You Charlie, I will ask you. That's one. You know what I'm saying? So Charlie, that right there. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. So mm-hmm. that right there, that right there was a crucial moment in the game as well because. Not only did they they kick a field goal, but then the Rams come back down and did they score? If I'm not mistaken, I think they scored. I think they scored a touchdown or a field goal, one or two. It ain't up tying it up when it was all. It was a field goal. It ain't up tying it up at the end of the day. So it could be. It could be a lot of. It could be a lot of ways that you could that you could say. You know, you you could spin that within that last a minute and fifty one seconds. You know what I'm saying? A lot. A lot of it. But at the end of the day, as I'm gonna keep saying, each team had a put their team in position to win the football game in overtime and the Rams won. Regardless of how the outcome okay, went, sure. hold on. Regardless of how the outcome went with the refs and everything, which I thought was it was everybody could agree that it was bogus, it was messed up. But you get in overtime and Breeze had the ball first, what'd he do? He throw an interception. What did Jared Goff do? He made some good passes, put his kicker in a position to kick a 57 yarder. Then that's game. They go into the Super Bowl. So that's just my take on that. So I mean, Charlie, here's my point. Here's my point. And here's my question. I got two questions for you. Let's say this is not overtime. Let's say this is not even the second half. Let's say it's second quarter, same situation, same play. Does that pass interference matter? 
yes or no. Huh. You see my point? Huh. Well, it just happened on. to happen at the I biggest. Mean, hold on. I mean, oh. you hold on. You asked the question. Hold on. Okay. It all the it it all depends how how the outcome. I mean, do they score? Do you talking about if the Rams? I mean, screwing for if the Saints score, or if they you mean if they if that happened, do they? I mean, if they don't score, then they kick a field goal. Then maybe. But I'm saying same scenario. Period. Second quarter, end of the quarter. That play happens. Does that is that pass interference or not? Yeah, it's pass interference. I'm not disputing this pass interference. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing it at all. Nobody's disputing that. No, I'm saying is it still a difference making play? Not if the score is close. Because you still so, have to play. So you say that have to play. Am I right? What you're saying should be situational. Mm-hmm. And that's what that comes down to. That's why I ask it in such a way, because regardless of when the game is, that's the same thing that happened to Green Bay when they won the playoffs a couple years back on a bogus play that they did. Here's my thing. A bogus play is a bogus play no matter when it happens during the game, and that was a bogus play. So it doesn't matter if the team was in position. They were also in position right then to win. They were doing what they were supposed to do by driving the ball, and it was a play that not called that cost them the game. And the same thing with KC. It's the only game that pisses me off because Patrick Mahomes did not get an opportunity to win the game in overtime. Okay, so okay, so that's it. So okay, I'm gonna flip it back to you. So when the Rams were driving down the field and Jail Goff got his face mask pulled, you could say the same thing about that. Am I right? Am I wrong? And that did not get caught. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. But you, I mean, but again, each team put their team in a position to win to win the game. That's what that's what I'm saying. Again, I'm not disputing that it's not a, that it won the bad call. I'm not disputing that at all. What I'm saying is, is that it went into overtime. Each team had the ball. Am I right or am I wrong, fellas? Each team had the ball. This is not Hold the Kansas on. City in New England game where, where New England just had the ball and then you got uh uh, uh a quarterback that haven't even won a haven't even won a playoff game ever, calling the plays in the booth, commentator, knowing what's going on, and then they score. It's not that situation. That's what I'm saying. There's but hang on, Charlie. Hang, hang. Right, I, I, I hear I hear what both of y'all are saying, and I agree with both of y'all. Y'all both spot on. But you know, at the end of the day, if that pass interference play does not happen, it's over. It's over for the uh, for for the Rams. The Saints don't get an opportunity. That's the difference between the New England game and that's the difference between this uh, New England and KC versus the Saints versus the Rams. If you call that game over, it don't even matter what he, you know, what Drew Brees pass he missed or anything like that. And I know you're I not agree. disputing that. I know you're not disputing that. But it shouldn't have never came down to that play that put them in position to still have to try to, you know, get in position to try to win this on this on this still last drive. It was a game-defining exactly. moment. That was worse. It should not have been in the ref's hands. Yeah. And, it, 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 and actually, kind of KC was put in that same position, too, because that was a third and long play that they called a fast and a, a face mask, no, a blow to the head um, by the defensive a 15 end. 15-yard play that ended up giving them the ball back for them to go yeah. down and score. And it shouldn't have never happened because from hey, from the back, the back judge – the, the referee can't see because he's on the wrong end. But the back judge should have been able to see that and be like, hey, wave that off. 
he did not hit his face mask and it wasn't a blow to the head. He went swiped right across his shoulder. That was a game-defined moment. You know, regardless of, you know, they both had an opportunity. Yeah, they both had an opportunity, but they were put in positions where it was tough at that moment, and it shouldn't have never happened because of the bad call. So y'all both make both uh, valid points. But again, if the pass interference is called like it's supposed to, game is over. Clock is ran out. It's done. Kate, same thing with New England. Same thing with New England. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, boom. You know what I'm saying? That game is over, you know what I'm saying, off that play because it's a third and long. You got to punt it. KC wins this game. It's, it's a done deal. It's a wrap. Right, and like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not disputing that. Y'all, y'all make it seem like I'm. No, I'm disputing that. I, you know what I'm saying? I, what I'm saying is that when it got into overtime, that's what, that's what I'm going with. That I'm not. I knew that was a blown call. I, that should have been a call that should have been made. I'm not disputing that. Not, not at all. If, if I was disputing that, then I should not even be watching football. Hell, I should not even be doing this podcast. If I'm, if I'm gonna say that's a. If, if I'm gonna say that, like that, that that shouldn't have been called. Hell yeah, that should have been called. You know what I'm saying? Come on, now that's clear as day. What I'm what I'm getting to is is that because I'm not I'm not disagreeing with y'all saying what about that. What I'm saying is that when they got into overtime, it's a different situation when they got into overtime because both games went to overtime, and with the NFC Championship game, they both had an opportunity to try to win the game, and the Rams won versus where Patrick Mahomes didn't even get an opportunity. He didn't get an opportunity, man. He didn't. So, you know yeah, so he didn't have an opportunity to win the game. So right. that's why I'm saying you know, that blown call put him in a, in a situation right. where he could he didn't have a chance. And then versus you. Drew Brees, you know, it was just like a situation where they probably was like, this sucks. We shouldn't be in this position right now. And then the pass rush came, you know, and it, and it, forced, it forced that interception. It wasn't really like he threw an interception. Absolutely. It was a forced interception. He ended up throwing it high, you know, because the pass rush was right in his face. He had to throw right. to try to get the ball out of his hand, and then, hey, it just went right in the defender's hand. The receiver tried to make a play on it, and the, and, and the defender caught the dang on interception falling backwards. So neither team should have been in that position you know, mm-hmm. I know you. I know you're not disputing it, but you know, at the end of the day, it was still a game-defined moment, and that's mm-hmm. why I go back to you know, saying like I disputed with both of y'all. Is it really going to be a game called fairly for the Super Bowl, or is it going to be a game? You know, what I'm saying that's going to be based on the reps, because that's how it looks now, based off of both yeah. both yeah. situations. I, I, both situations. I, I, and you know what I'll compare it to? You know what I'll compare it to? When you think about things that have happened in sports history, the one thing I can compare this to is was Mike Tyson knocked out by Riddick Bow. Mm-hmm. I remember that. He wasn't. That was the longest 10 count ever. Mm. The longest 10 count ever. And then he had already knocked Riddick Bow out. I mean, I'm sorry, Buster Douglas. My apologies. Buster Douglas. Yeah, Riddick Bow. Yeah, like yeah, because he was a bust. Mike Tyson knocked him out. It was the longest ten count ever. Same situation. Somebody able to make a difference in the battle that shouldn't have been. I'm not tripping on it. It is what it is, but it's a bogus situation. And like you say, I feel you when you say both teams had an opportunity to win. If Breeze don't throw an interception, he don't have to worry about the pass interference. True. But at the end of the day, that play happened, so it has to account for something. And to disacknowledge it is what ruins the opportunity and ruins making the refs be more accountable for what they did. Yeah, if I, yeah, and I'm just going to end it on this. Um, 
that I would if I'm if I'm that cornerback, I'm not acknowledging nothing. I'm not I'm not I'm not acknowledging it. Yeah, why would you? Why would you? Exactly. Why would you? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm. What well, did you pass the field? Hell no. Excuse me. Like, hell no, I didn't. I'm not acknowledging <laughs> nothing. I, man. Nope. I mean, I tried to make a play, and it is what it is. You know, it was a bump. I feel like it's a bump, bump play. You know what I'm saying? You know, so ain't no way in the world I'm acknowledging. You know what I'm saying? That's making your. That's making your. Making you look bad. You hey. know what I'm saying? Like you ain't covered. Like you right. just. You. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I look at it. That was just stupid. So. Hey. He oh, actually got God. away with a couple of them. He got away with a couple of holes and passes, yeah, but that last one was the biggest moment. But it's, he 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 was he was out there looking terrible. But on that note, we got to take a quick commercial break. Y'all stick around with us. We got to let our sponsor get his words in, and then we'll be right with right back with you from the sideline. All right, fam, hanging with us, listening to our sponsor here. Uh, We're going to go on here to kick it off with the final thoughts. We've been having a lot of debates and discussion. I wish y'all could hear some of our outtakes here. It's been some really, really good stuff here. But anyway, I'm going to just pass it over to my man, Bobo, so he can go ahead and kick it off his final thoughts before we close out the show. Man, my final thoughts is, is that, uh, Twani, uh, like, what's up with your boy, Brian, man? What's up with y'all cousin, man? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I, I, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, subscribe to Family Friends. Just you, y'all know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> now you excuse now, now, and I know what my listeners. So I'm going to just be polite as I can. You know damn well. Sorry, Bob. You know damn well. You know you lost. You lost. You lost that fight. <laughs> I mean, we all saw it. You know what I'm saying? You lost. You know, and then not only that, you were scared to throw. You know what I'm saying? You were scared to throw. See, what happened is, is that all Joe said, what happened is, is that he tried to pull, and I agree with you, Twine, because me, you went back and forth with this. You know, we, we kind of went back and forth with this. He tried to pull a Mayweather, mm-hmm. and it backfired. Mm-hmm. It backfired on him. You know, when you go, when you, uh, when you throw 17% in total punches versus <laughs> 20%, and then you throw 10% of your jab, you land 10% of your jabs, you throw you throw you land 70% of your power versus 42 to pack cow, 42% to pack cow, and you think you won because you from the hood from Cincinnati? <laughs> Man, you better get off the boo-boo and quit playing. For real. You know you lost. <laughs> everybody, everybody that watched that's that's a boxing fan know that he lost. He lost, man. You got beat. You know, you got you should have been knocked out in the seventh and the ninth round. Am I right, Twani? He should have been knocked out, period. Man, he should have been knocked out. That stumble, boy. I don't know how you call it balance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he. I don't know if he was trying to do the stumble, or the Harlem shake, but one or two. But eventually, he 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 called himself because he should have been knocked down. And at the end of the day, when you going up against somebody like Pacquiao, you got to bring your A game. You got to bring your A game. And I felt, and I feel like that with with Bronner, the man can fight, but I feel like he gonna take the fight game serious. This is why I was telling a couple people as well that watched the fight that he can fight. He just don't take the fight game seriously like he's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Because when he does, the man is on point. The man does what he does. You know, he's not a four-division world champion for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Former, excuse me, former four-time, <laughs> excuse me, former uh, four-time world division champion. 
Yeah, he lost his belts. (laughs) Yeah, he lost his belts. Right, right. So, again, you know, if you, you know, when you fight, like I said, when you fight a man like Pacquiao, you know, you got to come correct. And Pacquiao brought it to them from he, you know, I had him only winning one, one round. You know, some people ain't had winning two or three. I had him only winning one. I think that was like the fourth round. You know, when he was actually doing something, you know, and he was when he was trying to throw that left hook, you know, just kind of with the jab. But when Pacquiao was throwing that jab, throwing that left and right jab, it was killing him. He couldn't do nothing. So again, you lost. You lost. And I'm gonna say it for the third and final time, capital L-O-S-T, sir, you lost. It ain't no disputing that. You know, so you either go back to the drawing board and figure out what you're going to do because you lost to Pacquiao. And truth be told, I don't want to see no Pacquiao Mayweather too. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? What I want to see them two fight for. I didn't like the first fight, you know? So that's another another story for another time if they do fight. So I'm going to pass it off to my guy, Eli Gene, for his final thoughts because that was just my final thought with that. My goodness. You just brought a new light that I don't think people knew, Charlie. I'm serious, man. <laughs> they don't know we know about other sports, dog. We've been on football. Come on, mm-hmm. now don't be letting the cat out the bag like that. Not too bad, but you know I got to, man. I'll say this. You're absolutely right. The dude run his mouth a whole lot. And you say he don't take the fight game seriously, but that's what makes him not a great fighter to me. And that's why this fight wasn't worth my watching, which also cemented the legacy of a person who I'm not the biggest fan of, and that's Floyd Mayweather. Because Mayweather's beating of Pacquiao makes Bronner look worse and makes Pacquiao looks even greater in his beating of Bronner, which makes what? Mayweather look that much better, which is disappointing. So with that being said, real good thoughts on that. I appreciate it because it caught me up. I didn't feel like watching it because I thought it was a disappointing match from the beginning. It never should have been made because at the time I hadn't seen Bronner beat anybody of significance. That's just me. You know how that goes. So since you're jumping into other sports and things, I guess I'll go ahead and do a little spitting on some things myself. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Duke will win a national championship. I'm just calling that out right now. Not just because I'm super biased to Coach K in the Duke program, but because this is the greatest assortment of talent I've seen in college since the Fab Five. Duke has had a lot of great teams, but this team here, undisputed number one pick, I don't care who you are, should be Zion Williams. The kid is a monster, a beast, efficient, and is learning how to shoot the jump shot. Has a handle. He could play your wing, good at defense, great help defender. It ain't much to his game that you can call a weakness. If you can find one, hit me up, let me know, because I'll show you where he's working on it, and you can see it in his game, especially when he's averaging, you know, 60-plus percent shooting, dunking on marks, blocking marks, throwing the assists, especially with the missing of Trey Jones, who we miss greatly because he was the team's leader. But, however, he has picked up the the sweat. He has picked up the, the weight. He's doing what is necessary. R.J. Barrett, great athletic prospect. 
that's what I'm going to say. And that's disappointing because I could see him being so much more if he played more under control. And the reason I bring up Zion Williamson is because my Chicago Bulls are in tank mode. So for those of y'all that recognize, yes, I am from Chicago. Zion Williamson would be nice in Chicago. I'd like that. Plus, I don't want to talk about Golden State Warriors just yet. Yes, they're a winning team for everybody that likes Golden State. They have it. But there's more to the NBA than Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. And by the way, Boogie Cousins looked damn good when he came back. That's sick over there. So I can't wait to start sharing some of these other things with y'all. This your boy at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E-A. Twan, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the show. I'd love to hear what you got to say to close them out. All right. Man, my final thoughts are damn near going to come into a debate. So I'm just going to kick my final thoughts <laughs> off, and we're going to wait till next episode so y'all can follow up on them because we got to close out the show. So going back to the Bronner and Pacquiao fight, man, I'm in full agreement with, uh, with uh, Charlie, my man Bobo. We were both on it. And we were dying laughing at the <laughs> the end results. Too much to talk about. But anytime the announcer tell you that <laughs> that Bronner wouldn't be have much to say, even if he beat him seven and zero, you know, you know how comical this fight was, and it was a waste of pay per view money. I'm gonna go out here to leak it. I didn't pay for it, so. <laughs> Me <either. laughs> So, moving on from that week fight, um, y'all here and, and, and Lajina sparked up some stuff, so we definitely going to have to kick it off next week with this topic because we about to get into some NBA and we about to get into some college basketball because, like he said earlier, hey, y'all wasn't ready for us to kick it to another sport. We've been talking Bears and football, but, hey, we about to bring it to y'all, the boxing, the UFC, the NBA, the college because March Madness is right around the corner. We bringing it. But, Lajina, I'm about to disagree with you, bro. Hey. Duke ain't winning it because they don't play like a team, and I guarantee you, Zion gonna go ahead and sit out and not play in that March Madness, and that's gonna stun y'all. That's what it's gonna hurt. So we gonna bring that topic up next week, and we'll debate and discuss it about it a little bit more. But yes, he is that number one player. He already he that, he that number one player. He that number one player, no doubt. That's why that man's sitting out. So that's why I'm disagreeing with you. They ain't getting that chip without Zion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good one for next week. Show Liz. So, oh, that note. Carolina fan. Hey, <laughs> hey, but I'm giving you props, though. I'm telling you, that fan the number one pick, but I'm telling you, you ain't going to win without him. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> well, he's sitting on the line getting ready for that Because, hey, R.J. Barrett ain't it. He don't know how to play within the team, man. He really don't. But you know Zion, he, play under control. he he don't play under control. He don't play as a team. He try to get his. He trying to be that number one, and he see what Zion doing. He like I gotta get mine. That's the problem. But like I said, we debate about it some more next week. But on that note, oh yeah, oh yeah, fellas, go ahead. Uh, well, Charlie, because uh, Lajean already dropped his handle. Drop your handle, and then we gonna close it out. Yeah. So again, uh, Charlie eight six zero six on Twitter. Twitter, excuse me, and just you know. Appreciate the love and support as well. Like I said, like like Gene and Twenty said, man, we diverse with this podcast, man. So it ain't just about football or the Bears and things of that sort of nature, man. We come with UFC, we come with NBA. You know, like like Twenty said, March Madness right around the corner. 
you know, as well. You know, also, you know, you got the NBA, you know, all NBA All-Star game coming up as well. You know, also talk about that. Just a lot of stuff to talk about. And again, the UFC, you know, as well. Hell, I might even throw in some baseball because I like the Cubs. You know, shout out to the Cubs all day, you know. So, you know, so that's just my Twitter handle, Charlie8606. So, go ahead and pass back to you, Twani, man. Go ahead and close right. it out. My handle, branding underscore elite at Twitter. Same thing for Instagram. We appreciate y'all for sticking around with us. Man, being patient with our next podcast. Mad love for y'all. Hit the subscribe button. Mash it down. Send a link to everybody else to link uh, to link up with us as well, too, and subscribe as well, too. We we love new followers. We love new listeners. Man, we're going to keep this, keep this wave rolling here, so just keep riding with us. We there. So on that note, uh, happy belated uh, – um, Martin Luther King Day, and then this is from the sidelines. So we're gonna close it out from the sidelines. From press the side. that subscribe and share. Sharing is caring. Yeah, from the sidelines, man. From the sidelines, and we out. We out.